Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Ooh yeah, living proud and living free. Mm-hmm. This is my America. That's right. There's nowhere I'd rather be than hour two of the AK show. So much fun to get into tonight. Um, we've actually got really a couple of really phenomenal governor stories to share with y'all. A story coming out of Florida with our man DeSantis, who is truly the leader when it comes to governorship across this country. And then also, I, I, I got to tell you, I was a little shocked by a bill signed by a governor in Oklahoma today. We've got that to talk about. Um, but we're glad to have you here with us tonight in the second hour of the Andrea K. Show. And you can be a part of it. You can give us a call now, in fact, at 888-344-1170. You can also email. You know, we've got a new Twitter account set up. That's the best place to message us. We kind of set that up to be one, uh, one-stop one shopping where you can you can direct message us at AK Show San Diego. But if you're not on Twitter, you can email me at com. however you choose to get in touch with us. And we are streaming live right now on Facebook on The Answer San Diego. Glad to have you guys here with us tonight. We got breaking news, Bidenflation gone boom. But before I get into that, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. And the message said, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Sounded more awake there than in the last segment, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get into Bidenflation gone boom, um, it, it appears as though, just to give an update, that the person of interest, the 62-year-old uh, man who shot up the subway station, is still at large. He hasn't been apprehended yet, which I find extraordinary because, you know, is this another failure on the part of the FBI? I'm beginning to wonder, was this a terrorist attack that, that could have been prevented? How did they not have this man? How do they not know where he is? It's just this is this is a, the story is starting to get more and more bizarre to me. And I'm only joking when I say, I mean, I get half, Andrea, but they have the willpower and the know-how to catch parents speaking up at school board meetings. Well, yeah, I heard reports that there was a man that never went inside the Capitol, lives in a, in a very rural part of North Carolina, who at, where he has no cell phone service. He, he lives in like in a rural country area and came home one day to find the FBI on his porch. And he never, he never went into the Capitol. He doesn't even know how they found him. But yet they can't find this guy, the 62-year-old guy. You know, something's not smelling right. Something doesn't smell right. Something's not smelling right on this story. I tell you, what's not smelling right is also what's going on economically. And, of course, you know, we have uh, Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, with us on Wednesdays. But today, and and we've we've got lots we can talk about with Dave Elhoff tomorrow night. You're going to want to tune in for that. But... Bidenflation breaking news today on that. We're already struggling here in this country, and it's only getting worse. Um, prices have risen. The price rising, the consumer price index that's rising. I hate that kind of verbiage, but there it is. I'm struggling here to to, to get these words out. We haven't seen this level of data price increases since the stagflation days of the late 1970s and early 80s. Think about that. And according to this article, which I got from the New York Post, 
Due to the surge in inflation, workers' wages, despite rising 5.6% from a year ago, weren't keeping pace with the cost of living. Um, we now have uh, the wide-ranging basket of goods and services, that, which is the, which the consumer price index measures, jumped 8.5% from a year ago. And um, if you take out food and energy, it rose 6.5%. So you can't even, so this is not just about gas prices. No, it's not just about gas prices, Andrea. And then you could even tie it into stories like last night. But yet here in California, they want to cut full-time hours for employees. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they, they want to continue to make the, because it's it, they're seizing on this as an opportunity to usher in their green energy, their controls over our lives. This is a way just like they exploited covid. And some of this is, is a result of of shutting down a five trillion dollar a year economy under the guise of public health, putting people inside their homes, which lowered the manufacturing of goods and services. We had shut, the best economy ever. Yeah. Shut down entire industries, started pumping out money. This is not because of Putin, yet th- yet that's what Joe Biden blamed this on today. Play cl- clip number one. As we work to get prices under control and reduce the costs for families. Look, I grew up in a family, not a joke, where if the price of a gallon of gasoline went up, it was a conversation at our kitchen table. No, wait, stop right it there. Stop right there. <laughs> Joe Biden is 80 years old. Did we have 80 years ago? Did we even have cars? Do we, what we have model T's? What were they paying 25 cents a gallon? We're supposed to believe that, that he experienced this when he was a kid 75 years ago. We had, we, when they refer to what I was just saying that this is, we haven't seen this since the stagflation days of the seventies. Was Joe Biden a kid in the seventies? What is he talking about? It's ridiculous. Go on. It mattered with my mom and dad. It made a difference. We felt it. Putin's invasion of Ukraine has driven up gas prices and food prices all over the world. The two largest grain producers in the world, China and uh, me, Ukraine and Russia, <laughs> are not doing what they usually do. So everything's Stop, stop right up. there. Now I'm flashing on that Saudi Arabian skit where you can't. I can't tell the difference between Russia and China. That wasn't no joke. Carry on. We saw today's inflation data. 70% of the increase in prices in March came from Putin's price hike in gasoline. We need to address this challenge with an urgency to the demands. That's why I've called on Congress to move immediately to lower the cost of families' utility bills, prescription drug bills, and more while lowering the deficit to reduce inflationary pressures. And that's what we've done. We lowered the deficit by $300 billion so far. Uh, uh, what? I mean, that was such a shock and awe of a crappy word, word salad. I, you know, and I'm not a big fan, fan of salads in the first place. But let's talk about this. Um, uh, 70% of increases in March came from Putin's price hike on gasoline. Okay, so um, after... After it already jumped from like two dollars and fifty cents a gallon last year in San Diego to five dollars a gallon, or I was paying four fifty a gallon long before Putin ever went anywhere into Russia. So maybe what had already spiked increased another seventy percent when when he went in. But even but even that is a, still a result of Joe Biden and his uh, 
refusal to reopen Keystone Pipeline, his refusal to um, pull back on the Nord Stream 2. In fact, the sanctions on Russia aren't doing it. You know what the sad thing is, Andrew? No matter how much the American people suffer, that pipeline will not reopen. No, it's not, because they've said that's why they had Buttigieg come out and say that uh, this the the thing to do is to go out and and buy an electric vehicle. We know, and and I talked uh, ad nauseum at length uh, a few weeks ago about how the Russian-Ukraine War is the opportunity for the Great Reset, and I believe that's why Joe Biden, the first thing he did when he took office was enable Putin, line Putin's pockets by shutting down Keystone Pipeline, as well as removing the sanctions on Nord Stream 2. But you know what? He has even lost. He can spew that swill all day long, but he can't really gaslight the American people. He can't. He thinks he's going to. And in fact, we've got a clip from CNBC. CNBC calling out Biden's one of his economic advisors on what's really causing the rise in prices. Clip four. Focus. You can't really put it all on on the war and Putin. I I, I get that we've seen sharp spike in in energy and food prices since then, but we're seeing rising prices everywhere and particularly in housing with rents and shelter in places like apparel that have been rising for the last few months. That, That that's much broader than just what we've seen as a result of the war. Well, the, the very large increase in March was driven by a very large increase in energy prices and gas prices. And that is a direct result of Putin's invasion and Russian oil coming off the market. See how he didn't even respond to anything she had to say about rents or clothing or anything else. How about last year? We were reporting, it, was it last March, we were reporting that the price for used cars was up 38%. Right. That was just used cars. We were reporting about the rising gas prices and utility bills. My utility bills were spiking a year ago. When you've got CNBC calling you out, calling your advisor out, you ain't winning. You ain't winning the messaging war. And what it is, is Democrats, Democrats are panicking because they know that we're going into these midterms. They know that they're looking to be completely ghosted. Unless something major happens or they have something major up their sleeves, they're going to get crushed. Well, that's why we got to be paying attention to as we're as we go into the midterms before the midterms. The first thing we've got to pay attention to is these primary races. We need to make sure that who we're voting for is not just some um, somebody just because they've got an R after their name. We need to be looking at these primary races and who the different Republicans are. We talked last night about Dr. Oz. I was incredibly disappointed, as was every other conservative, that Trump decided to endorse Dr. Oz when we have people like Kathy Barnett and other true conservatives in the state of Pennsylvania. Just because Dr. Oz is some friend of his from back in the day in New York, um, it, it does not a conservative make. That man is the farthest thing from MAGA and America first. I don't care if you're an old chum. Let me tell you something. If if somebody I'm related to by DNA, if if I was related to Dr. Oz, he wouldn't get my vote. I wouldn't vote for him. I'm not sure I'd even. I, you know what? I probably might invite him over for the holidays. I'm not. I'm not like a lib, right? I I can I can eat turkey and you know pecan pie with anybody on Thanksgiving. Just don't want him running anything important. Well, I ain't, yeah, I ain't gonna vote for you. Absolutely not. We got So we've got to be paying attention because we have a tremendous opportunity here. And the last thing we need to do is squander it by putting a bunch of rhinos, putting a bunch of, you know, Liz Cheney's in there. Romney, uh, there was an article out today about Romney. He says he's not sure about his future. Well, of course not, man. 
you know, the, the left in this article tried to couch him as, as, you know, the, the moderate Mitt Romney. No, Mitt Romney is not a moderate. Mitt Romney is a Democrat who calls himself a Republican. He was the architect of Obamacare. He's never been a Republican. He's never been a conservative. He's the first, first person of any party to vote to impeach someone of his own party. And if there was reason for it, I'd be cool with it. Because you know what? If Donald Trump deserved to be impeached, I'd be calling oh, sure, for it. But he didn't. He didn't. I came out against George W. Bush in his presidency. I don't advocate for party or Paul. I advocate for ideas and I advocate for this country. And that's what we need to stay focused on. We've got a tremendous opportunity. Biden and the Democrats are completely on the ropes. But we've got to make sure that we don't we don't put in another rhino. We don't put in another Romney. Gotta and watch the elections. And too. we've got to make sure that we are on top of these elections. And that means we've got to get active and involved. We've got to get uh, go, go out and vote. We've got to make sure everybody we know votes. We've got to be putting pressure on those running the system. We've got to also be making sure doing what we can to keep Zuck bucks out of it. But anyway, we don't, we don't have time to continue on the elections. We got to take a break and we're going to bring to you guys a really great story out of Oklahoma. Loving this. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer San Diego. Hi, Andrea. Calling about our political correctness use of democracy instead of republic. <clears throat> we were, this is Don Jam. We were specifically given a republic. Ben Franklin said, what, when he was asked, what were you given? He said, a republic if you can keep it. There are very definite reasons why. In a republic, the law is the supreme ruler. In a democracy, the majority of those in power are the supreme ruler, and they have no limitations. They have no restrictions on their powers or on how they can actually take away the rights and liberties of the individual. The, the communist movement is definitely trying to transition us. In fact, they've done a very good job. We're almost there from a republic to a democracy. Lenin explained why this is important. He said democracy is indispensable to socialism and socialism is the gateway to communism. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Before the break, you heard a clip from caller Don Jans, friend of mine. Great clip, by the way, talking about uh, how the uh, left is, is trying to wipe, uh, change the dialogue. Words matter. We are a constitutional republic. They want to hammer democracy, democracy all day long because they don't want you to be you know, educated as to what uh, the difference is between, between a constitutional republic and a democracy. They say it all the time. You yeah. always hear the, Dem- the Democrats talking about preserving mm-hmm. democracy. Right. And uh, Don Jans explained well what the difference is. And he did that via our 24-hour comment line available to you, 844-814-5227. Coming up, we've got a tale of two governors. I'm loving these stories tonight. Coming up, we've got uh, Governor DeSantis making an amazing move for fathers and children in Florida to tell you about after the break. But now, speaking of kids and fathers and dads and all things family, because that's ultimately what's involved here, the Oklahoma governor, Kevin Stitt, Stitt signed a bill into law on Tuesday that makes it a felony to perform an abortion. Now that's winning. Punishable by up to 10 years in prison. This is a, it, it, um, as a part of this bill. It will take effect 90 days after the legislature adjourns next month. 
and makes an exception only for an abortion performed to save the life of a mother, which um, I'm still not aware of any case in which there has ever needed to be an abortion to save the life of a mother, but um, that's a part of this law. Um, abortion rights advocates say the bill signed by the GOP governor is certain to face a legal challenge. Well, of course it is. But he has said that we want to outlaw abortion in the state of Oklahoma, and this does. Look how straight line that is. Straight line. We want to outlaw abortion in the state of Oklahoma. I promised Oklahomans that I would sign every pro-life bill that hits my desk, and that's what we're doing here today. Good on him. Yeah. Um, So anyone convicted, it doesn't criminalize charges against women for seeking an abortion. What it does is uh, anyone convicted of performing an abortion would face up to 10 years in prison and a $100,000 fine. Um. This, according to this article, there are other bills um, in Arkansas and Alabama that are similar. I don't know the details of those. I do know that there's, some, you know, because we've got the Texas law, which bans abortions after, I think it's um, 15 weeks. And then it also criminalizes, uh, it, it, people can also sue the state of Texas. The state of Texas bill is really interesting, um, but the Supreme Court upheld it. No, it's it's it, Texas bans abortion after six weeks of pregnancy and makes no exceptions in the cases of rape or incest. Um, that's controversial, but it went all the way up to the Supreme Court, who said that you know Texas has the right to do that. Um, uh, you know, according to states' rights. Um, and in Texas, abortions have plummeted about fifty percent. Since the the law took place. So, um, yeah, it actually has worked to um, reduce the number of abortions. Um, But then there's also another factor of the of the Texas law to where people can even prosecute themselves. Individuals can sue for abortions. And I think that in, in when it comes to fathers, I think that, you know, why why shouldn't why shouldn't a man be able to sue? And, and say, you know, sue an abortion clinic, for example, if he, you know, if his wife tries to get an abortion and he doesn't want his, you know, his child aborted. Um, but getting back to Oklahoma, I do think it makes, it does make an exception um, in the life of the mother. I'm not aware that it makes any exceptions in the instance of rape or incest. And I know that that can be controversial, but if you believe in life, then you believe in life. And that's what I like about this bill, Andrea, when I read it today before printing it out, is it's just right down the middle. This is what it is. And and I know that this is a debate that many conservatives even have. I'm curious to see if any of you want to call in a way in on this, um, 888-344-1170. I know that there are conservatives who not everybody, even in the conservative pro-life movement, agrees on when life begins. There's a debate as to whether or not if a couple goes to a fertility clinic and fertilizes eggs and they're frozen, frozen, fertilized embryos, is that a life? Is that okay? Um, there are many in the conservative movement that think that um, it, it's if it's an egg in a Petri dish or whatever, it's not a life, uh, as well as that they think it's okay that, to take a morning after pill. Because it hasn't, you know, embedded into the wall and it's a clump of cells. There's other conservatives that think that it's okay before a heartbeat. If you feel inclined, we'll protect your privacy here. I'm curious to see what you guys think about this. Do you like it to be more along the lines of Texas to where they put a limit on it? We are one of only few countries in the world that allow for an abortion after a heartbeat. 
In the case of, we reported last week, 888-344-1170. We reported last week that Lila Rose had reported that five babies, fully viable, almost full-term babies, had been slaughtered and dumped in a bucket. And when discovered, she and others have been trying to get the D.C. authorities, the D.C. coroner, to do an autopsy, and they refused. It is apparent on behalf of the one of, of the babies, which is a little girl, that she was murdered according to an illegal late-term abortion procedure. And yet the D.C. authorities won't do an autopsy, nor will they investigate it. However, they have started an investigation on the pro-life people that reported it. Just like David Delighton, you remember when he did all the Project Veritas videos, or, or I'm not even sure if they were part of Project Veritas, but David Delighton did all these videos exposing Planned Parenthood for breaking the law in selling off baby parts, and he's the one who got prosecuted. And not only did Planned Parenthood face no legal repercussions, we're still funding them with taxpayer dollars. I can't believe sick things like this are going on in America, Andrea. It's absolutely sick. There is no excuse in this country. For there to be an abortion, at least after a heartbeat. You want to argue with me about a clump of cells or that the morning after pill? That's you a are, little different. You argue with me all day long about Petri dishes and about the morning after pill. But do not come and make an argument to me that any woman should have that. It is not, it is not your body, your choice. It is another human being. Back when Roe v. Wade was done... The Constitution shredded, trampled, and the Supreme Court writing legislation that it's somehow under the guise of privacy, a woman, you know, has the right to privacy with her body. It's not her body. But it, at least at least to, to provide some little bit of an excuse, we didn't have the technology back then that we have now. We didn't have all the 3D imaging to show us exactly what's going on with these children inside of a woman's body. We know. We know when the heartbeat is. We know when they're fully viable. You can see that it's a human being and that it's not her body, so it's not your choice. This is the miracle of life. So I say hat tip to this governor. It's going to be challenged. And what and maybe and maybe he knows it's going to be challenged. So maybe he's expecting, you know, maybe it's kind of like negotiations where you go really for everything that you want and then you settle. I'm still glad he did it regardless. I'm glad he did it too. Because and particularly on a day right now to where, you know, bodies are still people still, you know, bleeding out, being triaged in hospitals. And in a day like we've got the, the, the shootings going on, uh, you know, the left loves to come out with their Second Amendment. If we can just save one life, if we can just save one life. Well, if you just wanted to save one life, you do what he just did. You do what he just did. Absolutely. And that's just one example of being pro-life. All right. Speaking of great governors we've, and speaking of life and fathers and children, Governor DeSantis did something extraordinary that should, everybody should be applauding when it comes to supporting children and fathers. We're going to talk about that when we come back. So don't go anywhere. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Listen to me. I have a very important message to you. <laughs> the message is... <laughs> That's funnier than any SNL skit I've seen in many years.
You know, Will Ferrell used to do a really good George W. Bush. She really did. Yeah, he was hilarious. And remember back in the day, was it who was it who did um, the 41, Bush's dad? Who was that? Oh, I need to look that up. I'm not sure, but that was good, too. That was hilarious. Glad to have you guys here with me on tonight's Andrew K. Show, 888-344-1170. Before the break, we were talking about the extraordinary bill signed into law by Oklahoma. I haven't even actually seen a whole lot of hysteria or even media reports. It could be. yet. Yeah, it could be that they're not really taking it seriously, that they expect it to be shot down. Um, But there is a movement in this country to overturn Roe v. Wade, hashtag science, just like there is a movement in this country against children. Well, we've got another governor who did something extraordinary on behalf of children. Governor in Oklahoma did something to save the lives of the unborn. And Ron DeSantis did something extraordinary to to help uh, children and sons who are desperately in need of fathers. And so we're going to let you hear from Ron DeSantis himself about his bill that is, um, that he signed into law today that uh, invests $70 million into programs to quote, promote and support responsible fatherhood. Engage with each other. And that's why we're here today. I'll be signing HB 765, uh, which helps support 7065, which helps support fathers and encourage their active participation in their children's lives. And we had a great uh, legislative uh, leaders uh, bring this across the finish line, including Speaker Sprouls. Uh, so we want to thank them. But they also, not only are there good initiatives, this comes with funding uh, that will help make those initiatives effective. So this bill is tied to $70 million in funding uh, to provide a wide array of family and youth support through our Department of Children and Families, as well as our Department of Juvenile Justice. Uh, and they will be working very closely uh, to support fatherhood throughout our state. Um, at Department of Children and Family, this bill um, is going to create a statewide awareness campaign to call attention to the importance of responsible fatherhood and to equip fathers with resources to stay engaged in their children's lives. Uh, this will also provide funding, uh, grant ava- uh, opportunities for nonprofit organizations such as Coach Dungy's All Pro Dads organization uh, that use evidence-based parenting education to help fathers stay engaged and to connect with their children. Uh, the bill also will support case managers who will help fathers find employment, transition from incarceration, and to better manage their obligations. Uh, the bill also supports and creates mentorship programs at the Department of Juvenile Justice for at-risk youth. Um, and through many of their existing programs, DJJ helps young men develop social-emotional life skills that will pre- prepare them for future success. But this bill takes those programs to the next level by increasing mentorship opportunities for at-risk youth. Uh, for many of these youths, uh, their mentor may be the only father figure that, that they have. So I look forward to seeing both. Andrea, as a, fa- a single father for two decades plus, this is my hero of the week, bar none. Yeah, this is, and it's getting no real media attention. No, it's not. And it's so important. One of the games, uh, one of the cultural Marxist movement that goes back decades, a huge tactic that the Democrats used in targeting the African-American community to keep them dependent on the government, to destroy the, they've wanted to destroy the foundation of this country and destroy families across the board, but especially in the African-American community. There was a time in which 90-something percent of African-American families were intact, 
like high, lower rates of divorce, far lower rates of divorce in the African-American community than in other, other communities. Now, 90% of children born in the African-American community are uh, in fatherless homes. And of course, that increases, if not almost, you know, ensures that that child and the mother are going, going to be uh, impoverished, right? We've also got a problem of, um, you know, people of color, um, getting, going into prison for a variety of different reasons. And the bottom line, this addresses so many issues because so much of the crime that we've got going on, if you look at this crime wave we've got across this country, how many of them, these young black men that we have in black on black crime in, in areas like Chicago, how many of them are doing this because they were brought up with no fathers? And you know who's a uh, big advocate for this is Denzel Washington, and he he says that is the lead cause. It is the lead cause, and he referenced Tony Dungy, former NFL coach, who I had so much respect for, even though I didn't like the Indianapolis Colts and uh, <laughs> uh, back when I, I was in my NFL obsessed days. This is going to do so much. Didn't Bob Walters report last week about this group of fathers in Florida? Oh yes, and how they were looking for father figures to come into the lives of these kids, and they asked for volunteers. They needed 60 to help mentor these young men. 600. 600 volunteered. And I love that part of the story, but wouldn't it be great if we had the actual dads involved in the kid's life? One of the one of the aspects that this program is going to do is it's going to um, – it's going to merge the Department of Children and Families with the Department of Juvenile Justice to try to get both systems involved. Um, it's going to also help – even if they can't reunite a father um, with their child, a lot of t- a lot of the times, um, e- even if they can reunite a father and, and, and get that presence back in a child's life, the child has already been in the foster system, right? And we just, even though we have state programs for children in foster care, they're spit out when they graduate high school and they've got no support. One of the things this program does is it provides a stipend from $1,256 to $1,700 for young adults who previously were in the foster care system and are attending post-secondary schools. And I love this so much. Look, y'all know I'm not about big spending programs and government intervention, but if there is ever a place in society where we can put some money towards some programs that are going to help lift up the least amongst us, those that need help, give them a, give them a, a, a help in society. It's to get fathers Stay, you know, in the home and with a presence in their children's lives, help bring children who've been in foster care, help them get reunited, merging the two. I'm just loving all these programs. That's how you do it right there. DeSantis is a class act, and that's why I'm already calling it now. He's my hero of the week. Yeah, it's assisting fathers. It's helping them find employment, manage child support obligations, transition from a period of incarceration, because a lot of times, you know, the left is all about, oh, we can't separate these families at the border. Families are separated every day when a parent and particularly a father, goes to prison. This helps reunite them. It helps them find jobs. It helps them become better, you know, go on to become successful in the community so they don't go back into, into prison. This is the kind of program we need, but it's not going to get any attention. Well, you know and, why? And Andrea, because as it's much not, as I love it and I do, I, you know, this should be across the board in every single state. Right. 
Um, the Sprouse uh, Republican that he mentioned from Florida said today who helped get this get this through. The House Speaker of Florida said, if you look at every social study there is on this topic, whether it is suicide rates or depression or dropping out of school, everything you can think of, mass incarceration, one of the greatest common factors that unites those people is an absent father in their life who's not only um, from, uh, you know, imagine being born to a single mother and you're impoverished, then you don't have a father showing you how to avoid a life of crime, how to lift yourself up, not being a moral presence in the home, not being a Christian religious presence in the home, not being the religious moral leader in the home. So then these kids are subject to the forces out on the streets, the forces of bad, these drug cartels and the gangs, right? And then they, then they get involved in a life of crime. We're seeing that playing out on our streets all across this country, right? How many of, and of course, this is only in Florida, but we should be emulating this across the country because how many, uh, we talked earlier in the show last hour about how they're not even able to deliver mail in Santa Monica. A lot of the problems that you just mentioned, Andrea, in our society, this is how you fix it. This is how you fix it, right? You got to go deep. You got to, you, you know, be the, the family unit, the Judeo-Christian principles and values on which this country was founded, the heart of that was the family unit and the left has done everything that they can to destroy it. Going after the family unit, telling women, you don't need a husband. Remember back Murphy Brown, you don't need a husband. Go out and have a, you know, go out and have that baby. And then they end up impoverished, right? Destroying the family unit, destroying the value of men in the home, right? Destroying the value of men in general in society. That's what so much of this LBGTQIA stuff is about. We got to remove the traditional role of man in society and take men away from being men and reduce them to what we see in these fashion shows to where men are in diapers and high heels and they're all scraggly and scrawny. That's not how this country was founded. I want a real man and a real man takes care of his kids. And this helps support that, just like you did. Hat tip to you as a single father. We got a lot of single fathers out there. And there's, a, you know what? And there's a lot of men out there that want to be a good father. They want to be a responsible father. And there's not a program. And this allows them to do that. This gives them an opportunity to do that and a program to do it. So I'm with you. So far, DeSantis is um, in the running um, for Hero of the Week. All right. Now stay tuned because we come back. We didn't want to do it. We didn't want to. Thought we never would. We thought we never would. We got a clip to play for y'all from a show, but we have to play it for you, even though it's through gritted teeth. So come on back. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer is San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227, because we're wrapping up tonight's show, but you can still call me. Don't call me names, but you can still call in. Tell me whatever you want to tell me. And don't and don't get mad at me for this clip we're about I don't to, have to play. Press this button, do I? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean it was yeah, my idea. Yeah, but why don't why don't we let's just not tell anybody who the show is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's important we play this clip for y'all so you can see the insanity going on on the part of the left that's not going to go away with COVID. It's as long as there's a virus left to be had, the it the insanity is not going to go away until we end it. So this is for your information. Don't hate me. 
I think that we relied upon personal responsibility and people were irresponsible leading to the mandates, right? We, yeah. we want people to be better than they are. And, and that's just the bottom line. Um, I just got my second booster because I am over 50. Um, and I proudly got it and I protected myself and I protected my family. But we cannot necessarily rely on, on people to protect their fellow man. We know that that just doesn't work. And if work. the variant was still the severity of what it was before yeah. and the deaths were as high, yeah. I would actually say I 100% uh, and, agree with and, you. And, and, and thank you for that. But I think when it comes to mask mandates, um, they're there because people just aren't great people. Um, and that, that's just the bottom line. Americans just aren't, aren't great to each other. We just aren't. And so when it comes to things like flying, yeah, you know, the, the mask mandate the mask. is supposed to be lifted April 18th. I don't want to get on a plane with super spreaders. I don't want to get on a plane with 214 other people that are going to be breathing on me with their COVID breath. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it. I, I want the mask. I want the mask. Okay. I want that show to go away. Um, I'm not even going to say the name of the show, but thank you for finding that because we, I don't like their view. I <laughs> but their view and the reason why I'm glad you pulled this clip, because it represents the insanity that's not going to go away. The show's not going to go away and neither is this mindset. Listen to what she's saying here. This is a woman who's just gotten the fourth shot and Anthony Fauci wants her to get another one. And yet she's angry and blaming other people for the fact that that she's saying that that we've relied on personal responsibility and people were irresponsible leading to the mandates. What? There, you know, according to their own definitions, there was no way we had to have the mandates, not because there was no other way to eradicate COVID. Right. We had to have the mandates. It had nothing to do with with responsibility. That doesn't even make sense what she's saying. Am I interpreting no, that right? What I didn't, really didn't like about the whole thing, Andrea, is she says how Americans aren't great to each other. I think it couldn't be further from the truth. Well, well, the point is, though, if you believe in the shots, how is somebody a spreader to you? That doesn't make sense. It's never been an issue of responsibility, right? I'm not responsible for your health. And if you actually you're so proud that you got the shot, lady. Aren't you protected? You're supposed to be protected. But the, her talking about responsibility is the crux of all of it. It's about communism. It's, a, it's about trying to, and this is, was, was the play from the beginning that, I, that we are also, we're all in this together and that I'm now supposed to be responsible for your health care. But then they come out and say that the shot is going to stop anybody from getting in and giving it. It's not so true. how, so, but, but then how could we be responsible if the shots ever worked like they meant to work? And if they don't work like they meant to work, then why are you g- getting more of the shots? So you're right about one thing, lady. Some Americans aren't great people, and it's those that want to make us responsible for somebody else's health care and want to put us down if we don't want to believe the insanity that you choose to believe. That is that you continue to get shots injected into you that don't work. It didn't work the first time you got it. It didn't work the second time you got it. It didn't work the third time you got it. And it didn't work the fourth time you got it. And the fact that you're, you don't want to be on a plane with 200 other 14 people. Well, let me tell you, I can't imagine there's 214 people in this world that want to be on a plane with you and have you breathing on them. Right. We got to be pushing back against this kind of stuff. Well, and people are watching this, Andrea, and that's where they're getting in their head. You know, yeah, we need, yeah, we need to have these masks back because they're indoctrinated with this dribble. Well, it, they know that what this is about 
is, and the, the reason why they were talking about this was because, as we talked about it on last night's show, they're going to extend the mask mandates. It doesn't have anything to do with health. It has everything to do with the video that went viral last night about Shanghai, where 25 million people are locked in their homes, having to survive on scraps given to them by the government while their pets are being taken and, and murdered and slaughtered. And drones are coming to them as they're screaming out of the windows and telling them, you need to fight your soul's desire for freedom. That's what this is about. You think any of these elites are flying on a plane and coach with 214 people breathing on them? Come on. This is about fight. This is about destroying our will and our desire for freedom. And we have to take our freedom back. We do. And remember the clip we played last night from uh, Biden's supposed right hand man on all of this. Everything is on the table. Absolutely. Everything is on the table. Fauci even said uh, last week that the lockdowns didn't go far enough. That's why Trump's responsible for people dying. So we've got to we've got to say and, and this also uh, going back to earlier in the show, when we were talking about uh, what we've got to do to get active. We've got to be paying attention to uh, focus on these local elections. Who's running for sheriff? Because they're the and, and, and law enforcement. Those are the ones that are going to be trying to force us uh, to comply. We need to be knowing who's running for city council, county supervisors, Congress. If, you, if you're a Republican, Just that's because they have an R doesn't yeah, mean you need to vote for. That's them. right. I need to know what we need. If the Republicans take power, we need a commitment from them that they're going to pass legislation that stops all these mandates. We need to force it to go to the Supreme Court and force them to hear this once and for all because they have been turning down colleges, universities, nursing associations, and different people refusing to hear it. We need it to be passed into law that no, they got Roe v. Wade, right? How come we can't get centralized legislation that protects us and protects our medical rights and protects our bodies? That, That doesn't allow anybody at any level to force us to get a shot, that force us to wear a mask, Period. Right? Um, speaking of media, though, here, let's end on a really good media note. <laughs> CNN, <laughs> they paid $300 million to launch CNN Plus. Oh, I hope they're reaching a lot of people. Uh, right. I mean, what a great thing to do when uh, Chris Cuomo gets fired for sexual harassment all over the place and how he was cooking up, uh, helping his brother, Andrew Cuomo, who was killing seniors all over the place. And Andrew Tubin was tubing on a zoom call what a great time for cnn to spend 300 million dollars and launch their streaming cnn plus 300 million dollars guess how many people signed up for that (laughs) Ten thousand people (laughs) not going too well no hashtag fail cnn minus yeah <laughs> who was it it was the voice of cnn james earl jones james earl jones what was it what was the tagline this is cnn oh you did that pretty well yeah the, it, you know i met him once did you really absolutely yeah i did um back very envious well yeah um i used to date a man who who um was a director in hollywood on david kelly shows he i'm worked, a huge james earl yeah. jones fan and it, he was doing an episode of Picket Fences. Do you remember the TV show I Picket Fences? I do remember Fences? that show. Yeah. So I went and met him on a set of Picket Fences. So good times back in the day. So I do love me some Hollywood in the entertainment industry. And I love all y'all. We'll be right back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Our 24-hour number, 844-814-5227. Take good care. Love you. Love you.